Armas versus Hamlet and who the problem is. And all I have to say, we know what this strategy is. It's the high press. That's what Red Bull globally does. The, the players aren't there. They're not going away from that strategy. They just can't execute it. And if you can't see that, then baseball's always on. You could just turn the channel. <laughs> Thanks for tuning into I eighty Sports this week. It is week twelve. We're talking a little about a little bit about coaches. We're talking a little bit about GMs. The first thing I really want to go over, Alex. There's been a lot of discussion on the groups, and it's between GMs and coaches. What is more important, having the players to fit the system, and you know that's GM, that's signings, that's trades, that's part of the global market, or is a coach supposed to just take what they have? and make a winning team. Now, Alex, MLS is not like Europe. I think a coach could reasonably make a playoff team out of subpar players. But if you want to be on that next level, you need some DP signings. I know there's been a lot this year that you've gone over. What has been your favorite DP signing or or someone who's really made a difference to the team so far this year? Uh, To me, it's Pozuelo in Toronto. Uh, It's great to be back again, Bob. Uh, It's a tough call with the GMs and coaches. To me, you need synergy between both. If both are on the same page, you're not going to win. I don't care how good the coach is, how good the GM is. Uh, and this is and this is a, a salary cap league. You need salary cap flexibility. You need to know numbers. Damn, Tam, DPs, homegrown, free agency. It's it's, it's difficult. And, you I know. think with the salary cap, it's even more important to get a high price DP, someone who's going to make the difference. If you don't have that, and you just have a, a, a league of all good high paid above average players yeah that's one thing you can compete with those teams but it's hard to shut down a superstar when you have no no counter nothing to to counter that and you know Pozuelo absolutely what a great signing but looking around at at the other guys who maybe might not be like the guy Frankowski's been really really good over in Chicago so far this year um anyone else when, when you're thinking you know you know players that that just came in Really, really made a difference. DPs, um, it's kind of the, the thing of the week. Um, anyone else that's really been on your radar lately? While you're on Chicago, Guy Tan, I don't think he's even a DP they picked up from China, the Argentinian uh, midfielder. Uh, he's starting to really step it up. Unfortunately, he got a hamstring injury last week, but he's been, you can see the rust coming off of him. Uh, he is going to be a great player in this league when he's healthy. The whole Chicago squad, I think they, last week was the, the hot and uh, colds, but. Chicago is one of those teams that that's going to be right there and they're going to be dangerous. They're looking more dangerous. Got a new stadium deal this week. Um, this is dropped some dime, but it looks like um, they're trying to do right by the fans for the first time in a long time over in Chicago. Yeah, they're exciting to watch. Uh, they went two and this past week. Uh, they can score. They, you know, along the back line plays well. They're going to be, they're going to be a playoff team for sure. in MLS this year. Absolutely. Now they uh, they went two and zero this week. They uh, beat New England five zero in a game that just wouldn't end. Um, and their other win was a two zero win at home against Minnesota, which Minnesota's looked cold. I think they. I think we could officially put them in the blue category. But man, Chicago's come on hot, and they're looking real good. They're looking real good while they're doing it now. There were a handful of teams that played two games this week, and because of that, we had uh, some coach firings, something um, we're looking forward to talking about today. 
First is Alan Koch in Cincinnati. Now, Alex, I'm going to say it. You were a Cincy fan going into this year. You were high. Yeah, on... yeah I was. I look at the roster. They got some talented players. Uh, apparently, the players do not like the coach. And the order the coach thing along with the GM and the front office is a whole scramble of problems over there. Uh, never had the same lineup twice. We talked about last week, and now the coach is gone. Absolutely. Now, the first, the first game after the coach leaves, they, they played a great game and went two to one. That's how you do yeah. now. General Manager Jeff Birding put out a statement. He said, after a series of recent issues and a team culture that has deteriorated, we determined that it is time to make a change to return to a club-centered focus to a, a team. And as a result, we dismissed Alan Koch as head coach of FC Cincinnati. Now, of all players who should probably shut their mouths, uh, Fernando Adi, recent drunk driving, uh, uh, just getting back on the field, um, was the one who was really outspoken. He said that it was like an away locker room. Players complained that they weren't getting enough time. They were being played out of position. The team was 3-2-7 and seven through the first 11 games. They showed some promise early, and we were uh, we were pumping our chest on that. We're like, yeah, we called it. This team's going to be hot, and they straight downhill from there. Now, the fan base seems happy with the move. They love their soccer in Cincy, Alex. Yeah, and uh, I'm expecting, uh, I know they have the new interim coach, a uh, really young guy, no no real experience. I'm expecting them to get a big-name signing to coach this team. Again, management wants to make the playoffs for this team. If they didn't, they wouldn't have fired a coach so early into the season. Uh, they think they can make a, a run into the playoffs with the roster they have, and I know there's a summer transfer winner coming. They're linked with another DP. So they're looking to strengthen the squad. They want to win, so I, I'm expecting still big things. With I wouldn't write them off off. Absolutely, uh, yeah. really good stuff. I looked up uh, the new coach. His name is Yoan Dame, Damet, um, and he was born in 1990. He's a Frenchman, which is why I can't pronounce his last name. I don't know if the T is silent or not because I didn't study my French. But uh, he is the youngest head coach in MLS history. He's born in 1990, Alex. Now, he never played collegiately, never had a professional career. He studied the sport by getting a degree in sports training in France. Worked his way up the ladder, and now he is a head coach in MLS. All I have to say, Alex, there's still hope for you. Yeah, there is. They're thinking outside the box. and they won, He won his first game 2-1. to one. I mean, you know, give the guy credit. But again, I'm not expecting him to stay on his head. No, uh, and, and I wouldn't, and I wouldn't expect the winning to continue either, but on our NFL channel, we talk about it all the time, the new coach bump. You get a new coach, you fire someone in the middle of the season. So many times they win the next game after that, just very few times that professionals really feel that, you know, that that extra juice, and getting a new head coach is going to do that to you. Um, we'll keep our eye on it. It's a, certainly a situation to monitor there in FC Cincinnati. Also in the coaching world, fired this week is Brad Friedel from uh, New England Revolution. Now, Revs were off to a 2-2-8 start before firing him. And guess what? New coach bump. They won this past week. Now, Alex, you know a little bit about Brad Friedel, so I'm going to throw this over to you now. Yeah, he came into the league, uh, ever his first real head coaching job in New England. That's a tough job to have. They don't spend a lot of money. Uh, don't have a soccer stadium. Uh, ownership that really isn't their new shiny toy, their only toy. You know, the Patriots is the main toy. Uh, Absolutely. Now, when we talk about coaching in the Patriots, 
you have yeah. to say, it's Bill Belichick. You're going from the best coach in the world. Literally the best coach in any sport in the world is Bill Belichick. I'm not over-exaggerating that. Name any coach in any sport who's better than Bill Belichick. He's just toying around with the league. Now, it's hard to live up to that. And when you have the same owner, Brad Fiedel, you were uh, on your way out. Now, Revolutions looked pretty bad this season, 2-2-8. Two, two and eight, But they're now 3-2-8, and eight, Alex. is this Are, are they going to turn it around? Um, with FC Cincinnati, we, we thought... Now it's it's just going to be you know a little boost and then back to where they were. New England squad has some talent. What do you think here? Well, the hiring of Bruce Arena is going to help. Uh, the legendary U.S. national team coach and MLS coach. Now is he back. is not just the coach. Oh, he's also the sporting director. He's also the sporting director. Uh, what does that let him do? He's not the GM. Oh, that means he's the chef and he can pick the ingredients and cook with it. Uh, so he's going to mold his whole team. From drafting, signings, uh, everything, and coaching. Uh, one question I have about Bruce Serena, I don't know about his European contacts. This is a league that's changed since he's coached. Pam, Gam, DPs. I know he has a lot of connections in this part of the world. But Europe, I am not so sure. A lot of our DPs are coming from Europe, Eastern European countries. I don't know where he's going to get the players from other than, you know, from this side of the planet. Absolutely, and that was a big, big bone of contention with uh, Red Bull's Dennis Hamlet. Now, you talked about that a little bit last week, but um, it turns out he doesn't have the network. He doesn't, and Red Bull has the network. Dennis Hamlet does not have the network. doesn't really make a lot of sense, but we see that with the players coming through. A lot of the guys are just, you know, homegrown, 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 and when he goes outside and pulls a foreigner, guess what? It's a miss. Kaku, swing and a miss. Same thing going uh, on here. You don't want to get me started on Dennis Hamlet. I mean, but... I, I kind of do. I see that was like that was not it, a prod. It, it, that was like a poke. Poke, not prod. It, listen, we've talked about this before. We we have. We're in a big. We're in a big market. We haven't had a third DP. No one knows why. No comment from anybody. We haven't really had a first or why a second DP. Under... Our first and second DPs are I, not producing. Exactly. Taku's been suspended. We've been playing with no DPs on the field. I mean, I expect to win. In this league, you need your DPs to win. I don't care what anybody says. You, you can't get that lucky with all your homegrowns are going to be DP-type players. Uh, Dennis Hanley, the, the, you know, the, the transfer deadline was this past week. He brings up a Tom Barlow from USL. And he signs Alex Wheel to an extension. Alex Wheel, he's back. He's back. Now, I, 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 yeah, have you ever seen the last two games he's played? He's been pulled in the 16th minute both times he's been terrible. Yeah, really, really but bad. We but you get the contract extension. Because he's a right back, because he's a natural right back. This is while he's a Armis listened to us one game. Armis may might listen to us again. Listen, I you know, you know my thoughts. I think he's a right back, but Kyle Duncan on the Red Bulls is better than him a right back. Marillo's better, Connor Lay's better. Alex Wheels position is a super sub. Right back. Midfield when we got a lot of injuries or spark his offensive touches. It's two cement feet. I'm sorry, Just whoever's really, out there. Like, really you guys bad. think I kill Alex Wheel? I mean, tell me what he's good at. Because he, I don't know. He runs a lot. Play. He's good at running. He runs a lot. He's a passionate guy. You know, he's a team rah-rah guy. Okay. Okay. But other than that, his soccer IQ is not exactly high. His first touch is really bad. His crossing needs work. Again, it's, to him? me, Alex, and I've said this before on this show, it's like a dog chasing a tire and then finally catching it. And when he gets the ball, 
he doesn't know what to do with it anymore. Um, I think he gets really nervous when he's in the offensive third and he loses possession. You know, that's been, and that's, he's been part of the problem with the Red Bulls midfield. Too many giveaways. Too easy giveaways. Bad passes for no reason. Just total turnovers to the other team. This team has not done this in the past, and this year there's an increase in that, and that seems to be the problem. And absolutely, and while we're talking about it, we might as well roast Sean Davis. Now, Davis has had a lot of really good games this season and a lot of really bad games this season. At this point in time, we know what he is. He's not a young buck anymore. I think we know what his career trajectory is, and that's an average MLS player. When he's playing next to Tyler Adams, his game is brought up. When he's playing next to Caceres Jr. and he needs to be the guy, guess what? He doesn't have the goods. And that's Dennis Lemon's fault. That's not Armis's fault. Armis has the system. They are trying to press. And when they play, when this Red Bull squad has played bad games, uh, uh, sorry, bad teams, look at their San Jose game. They're destroying bad teams and losing to good teams. That does not mean their system is flawed. That means they don't have the players to compete. It's Dennis Hamlet. And if you think for a second that it's Chris Armas, just change the channel. Go watch some fantasy soccer, uh, some fantasy uh, baseball, or maybe you're a football guy. But if you know soccer, you know this system is supposed to work, but it needs the players, and we don't have the guys. Is that a fair statement? Yeah, you can, that's definitely fair. Again, Chris Armas is coaching a team with no DPs on the on the field for most of the season. And yeah, you're, you're, at a, you're at a disadvantage already. Kaku's and, you know, back, though. Kaku's back, the, the, the savior of Red Bull. We'll see how that goes in the next couple of weeks. But we have to move on. There's a few other points that we just bulleted. Um, Pity Martinez got his first goal in MLS against Orlando. It only took him 11 weeks. But it was a banger. Pity Martinez, is he... On the rise, you see, he's oh, yeah. someone you're going to buy low absolutely. on. Yeah, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Oh, absolutely. In the game before that, I think it was against Toronto earlier in the midweek game, he hit the post on a, on a free kick, and the other free kick, the goalie made a dive and saved the rebound, went in for a goal. Uh, I said it before. If he's on fire and Joseph Martinez, they're on the same page, Atlanta's going to be right where they were last year. They, they're the two that are going to carry this team. And right now, they're both playing really, really well. There's no coincidence. Atlanta's won four in a row. But the one that that no one talks about they haven't given up any goals in the last four games that's the one that really matters because to me they're still not playing that atlanta attacking offense the counterattack it just doesn't exist they're all these goals are in possession it's not like last year where they were just running free passing to joseph martinez they're playing a different style of ball and that is because of DeBoer. he needs to take a step back DeBoer, control the defense because you're doing a good job now you've been doing a pretty good job all season actually let the offense be a little more natural, and this Atlanta team could get right back to being scary. They're not scary. They're good. But they can be scary like that. Yeah, they're not, they're not as explosive as they were last year, but you can see signs of it coming out of this slump, and it's starting to get scary for other teams around the MLS. Frank DePore is a defensive guy. Uh, no coincidence. Brad Guzan has really played well. Oh, four shutouts in a row. You're going to get a lot of points that way, and that's why Atlanta's moving up the standings right now. Absolutely. Now, we did want to go a little bit over the Zlatan versus Sean Johnson incident. Now, Sean Johnson's had a bad season, as it is. You know, um, I'm always going to bring up he made the U.S. lose the Olympics. I uh, got knocked out. Now, he's not on the U.S. team. He 
had two terrible, terrible, terrible own goals, Alex. And we talked about those uh, for, for five minutes each on the show. Now, uh, Zlatan and Sean Johnson had a little incident. Looked like Sean Johnson um, got a little hand around the neck by Zlatan. Not quite like a chokehold, but kind of between that clavicle, kind of that weird uh, neck grab. Should have been a red. Was not a red, was a yellow. And Sean Johnson got a yellow too now. Where's the balance, Alex? Because Zlatan has got to keep his hands to himself. He's got to get his his uh, himself under control. And it hasn't been that way the last couple of weeks. He's been just wiling out for no reason. But Sean Johnson gets touched and he goes down like he got shot. Now, what did you see? I know we watched this a couple times. We watched it together. What do you think yeah. about this incident? Oh, I watch a game and like Zlatan has Zlatan rules. Uh, again, but if he continues the way he's going... Each week, he seems like he's getting on the high right reels, not for goals, for a foul that should have been a card or an ejection. It's getting worse Absolutely. and worse. He's getting frustrated. They've lost some games in a row. He's getting frustrated. He's not getting the service he wants. This was a, it was a weird incident. You can't put your hands on anywhere on a player's head. His hand was around his neck, gray area. That's not your head. It's, I mean, it's, it's below you know your I mean? head. If it's, you know, it's. So Sean Johnson dropped like he got stabbed. You know, it wasn't that bad. So it was an embellishment. I don't know how bad Latan, you know, grabbed him by the neck, whatever it is, could put his hands on, whatever. But it's a t- it's a it's a tough situation depending on which, which angle you're looking at from. Sean Johnson should be embellishing. I know he's trying to get a red against Latan out of the game, but Latan should have put his hands on the goal. You know, absolutely. Neck. And for me, it's it's you know, two wrongs don't make a right. For Latan, that's a red for me. Um, miss your next game. But for Sean Johnson, that is a definite embellishment. I mean, I mean, come on. I, I mean, get it. I get it. But like, it's really bad. What he gave the Vulcan death grip around his neck? He dropped like he was dead. Like, <laughs> well, he just punched me around the neck. I mean, what, what is going on here? Now, you know what I, mean? I, I was watching <laughs> this weekend. You were always watching after. I was watching on the soccer games, but I was also streaming and uh, watching the MMA fights. And, like, when a guy really gets knocked down, he twitches when he's down. That's what that looked like for Sean Johnson. Like, come on, man, get up! What is going on here? Just I, I don't know what was going on. I thought maybe really someone threw something to really hurt him because was Latan just put his hands on like it didn't look like it was that bad. I was like, what did he squeeze him or something? Like trying to choke choke the air out? I, I I didn't get it at all. Like Sean Johnson, I was like, I don't understand what you're doing right now. While we're talking about MMA, I want you guys to comment in the comment section under this page. We've had a little bit going on. I really want to know what you guys are thinking, what you guys want to hear more of. Um, if you want to hear more Alex, you want to see more of, of the bunny, whatever you guys want, post underneath. And my question for this week, because we watch a lot of MMA, and I have a buddy of mine, Brian, who is very knowledgeable, and we were you know, on FanDuel on the sports book betting on it. It's a really fun thing to bet on. And I, I want to know, would you guys watch MMA coverage? Would you guys be betting there with us and watching? It would be a lot less frequently, but I'm just curious. I, I'm going to kick the tires on this MMA thing because, man, it is so much fun to watch. Alex, have you have you seen any of the uh, recent fights? Uh, I'm not the biggest MMA fan, but the bigger fights, I'll tune into it. Absolutely. I'm now, okay. they're on ESPN+. Plus. So on, yeah, on the random Friday, Saturday nights, we're already subscribed for MLS. Man, it is so much fun. I'm watching the screen in screen on my Apple TV switching back and forth between soccer and fighting. It's so much fun. I had a really, really good time at home this Saturday night. You know, it happens like that sometimes. Now, go back to MLS. Toronto went 0-2 this week. 
Not a good look. Atlanta won both their games, Alex, and I think we missed the uh, Hot or Not show by about a week because Atlanta has looked real good as of late. Yeah, they're like just talked about. They're almost back to form they were last year. They're starting to look really, really scary. This coming week, though, they got some problems. They're on the road. They're playing their fourth game in 11 days. I don't see four shutouts continuing. I, hey, you never know. Um, that will be in our next segment, which is week uh week 12, Alex. Week 12 predictions. We've been we've been at this. It's like our 15th week doing uh, soccer coverage. Hope you guys have enjoyed. Uh, our viewership is is awesome now. We we're getting uh, consistent views and just a lot of minutes. Really, really awesome. You guys, you guys are the best. Now, the last team we want to talk about, Chicago. They went two and zero. Chicago's on their own little hot streak. They got some good midfielders. They got Gaetan McCarty has looked better as of late. What do you What do you have to say about Chicago, Alex? Uh, really, really good. Now the question is injuries. Can they stay healthy? Uh, Shine Steiger's older. Gaetan now has a pulled hamstring. CJ the Pong has missed a couple games with a thigh injury. You know, if they all stay healthy, they, this team can score. You know, I like the midfield. I like the forward line. Uh, Absolutely. The, yeah, if they stay, yeah, look at the, They beat New England five nothing in the, uh, last week. I mean, that 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 was just highlight goals all over the place too. Alexander Katai is a talented player. Good. I mean, this team can score. I mean, this team can score. Absolutely, and um, you know, they've looked really good. Bastian Schweinsteiger's playing on defense now apparently, but you, you have to know in the locker room, he's helping out those defenders, those uh, defending midfielders. He just brings so much experience. Again, I have no problem saying where I was wrong. And I said that if Schwanzeiger was a center back, this team would be not doing well. They're, they're proving me wrong. Again, a DP signing. He's not the runner. He's not the goal scorer. He doesn't need to be. They signed him to do a task and he's Doing it very, very well. Looks like uh, sunny times are ahead for this uh, Chicago team. New stadium coming soon. Really, must be exciting for our our friends out west there. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Chicago, things are looking up. Uh, Then they just picked up Calvo, too, to solidify the back line, if I'm not mistaken. That that was a good move by them. Very good move. Very good move, Calvo. Um, This is a veteran presence. This... Alex, it's like we it's like we could do this ourselves. Better in presence and defense always means better results. Now you gotta, you gotta love a GM that's trying to improve the team and, and you know help the team make a playoff run. Yeah, I mean, you, you know, you have to love a team that has a GM. If you stay pat at trade deadline, I don't care what sport it is, you're sending a signal. That signal is either our team is good enough, or we're going to do everything we can to put you in the position. The fan, the fans will, fans want trophies. They they need a trophy in Chicago. That I don't want to see an empty stadium in such a big city. It's just heartbreaking, and it's gonna change. We're optimistic for Chicago. Let's go now. Week twelve is upon us. There are four games on Wednesday. All four, all eight of these teams will play two games this week. First one, Toronto hosts DC. Now we talk about midweek games on our NFL show all the time. They're usually garbage. We talk about NFL. Uh, MLS midweek games here on our show, and guess what? They're usually garbage. Please, please, soccer gods. Toronto, D.C., please deliver. Alex, who are you betting on in this game? Uh, this is a tough game to call, but I'm going to take Toronto one nothing in this game. Uh, they only lost two in a row. D.C.'s on the road. I think Altidore's back. Toronto one nothing in this game. Beautiful. Now, Houston 
hosts Portland. Now, Houston, good team, lost last week. Portland seems to be coming back from some defensive woes. Who do we have here? Portland continues to be on the road trip while the stadium's being renovated. Uh, Houston's a tough place to play. You know my thoughts on Houston. Only two losses on the year. They're really good at home. Houston's going to win this game 2-1. Beautiful. Vancouver hosts Atlanta in Atlanta's first game of the week. Yes. Uh, game three of uh, eight days in a row for Atlanta. The schedule did not play good with Atlanta. They have no, to go to Vancouver. Not. On Wednesday and in New York on Sunday. Well, they did that on purpose in case Atlanta happened to make a late uh, uh, you know, CONCACAF run, and that certainly did not happen. Um, now, Atlanta-Vancouver, who's the winner? Now, when I look at the schedule, to me, Atlanta's not winning both of these games this week. Now, my question is, which game are they not getting points? I'm going to take this one. I said they rest guys this week. I'm going to go with my upset of the week. I'm taking Vancouver one nothing in this Ooh. game. Ooh, okay. Frisky. Um, hot take right there. Now, Seattle hosts Orlando. I think this is a pretty easy Wednesday night pick. Yeah, Seattle home 2 nothing. Orlando, uh, the coach, James O'Connor, I think he's on the hot seat. Uh, they have problems on Orlando. Dom Dwyer looks frustrated. Nani's now injured. He didn't play last game. Sasha Clash is on the bench. I don't know. I don't know what they're doing down there. Uh, Seattle home, you know, they're, they're incredibly tough at home. Rui Diaz is Seattle should win this game easily. Two nothing. On Thursday, LAFC hosts FC Dallas in their first of two meetings in four days. LAFC hosts FC Dallas. Who wins? That's got to be LAFC at home. Two nothing. Dallas with the young guys going on the road, minus a couple starters. Minus a couple starters. Um, and they, there's a little uh, international break going on right now. A couple, couple, couple guys out of there. Um. Okay. Yeah, you under twenties. US under seventeen. Uh, Pomacall, yeah, yeah Pomacall's out I'm with with one of the younger squads. Good. Carlos Vela is still playing and breathing, so they're gonna win this game. Okay, uh, that's that's fair. If Vela's breathing, he's gonna score. He's gonna yeah. play really well. Okay, very good. Now, fantasy. I'm starting Carlos Vela this week. He's playing two games. That's a pretty smart move. I would double say. your pleasure, double your fun. Now. Montreal hosts New England on oh. Saturday. You know what I say? A rough game. This is one of those rough games. Yeah. New England. Uh, Bruce Arena's era starts. I I do believe he's just being sporting director. He will not be coaching this game. I think Mike Lapper's still coaching this game. If I'm if I'm, if I'm mistaken. Piatti, I hear is close. Montreal, every time I pick against them, they win. When I pick them to win, they lose. Very tough. And they don't have Piatti, but you know who they do have? Piette, which is like the budget brand Piatti. He's not going to score, not going to get assists. Wasn't that bad against the Rebels last Wednesday? Uh, (laughs) Let me take, I want to take Montreal 1-0 in this game. RSL hosts Toronto in Toronto's second game of the week. Tough call. Tough call. I'm going to take Toronto on a, on a slight upset because it's on the road. 2-1 in this game. And Jose hosts Chicago. Ouch. Oh, boy. Here we go with the road teams again. It's hard to pick against them. I wouldn't blame yeah, you. I, I got to take Chicago this game. 2 nothing. Philly hosts Seattle in a game that we might have uh, poo-pooed a couple weeks ago, but now this looks like a real matchup. 
could be an MLS, MLS final. Uh, Seattle coming across the country to play Philadelphia's playing well with injuries. Oh, tough call here. Uh, Philly's been on fire. I'm going to take an upset, though. I'm going to take Seattle on the oh, road, too. Coming in hot now. Raul Ruiz Diaz is making his slow comeback. He's going to make the Seattle team look a lot better. Moving on to the uh, blue-cold Minnesota against the always-cold Columbus. Now, Columbus was actually a team, and I wrote this down, and we didn't really talk about it. Caleb Porter. They're 1-6 in in their last seven. He's got to be on the hot seat, too, no? We're talking about coaches getting fired. Caleb Porter in Columbus. Yikes. I don't know about that. Bob, he's won an MLS Cup. New ownership. They just made some deals at the trade deadline. I think they're going to give him a little more time. Uh, but is he going to beat Minnesota? Minnesota. Uh, however, Minnesota, Adrian Heath, he's on the hot seat, I'd say. They lost a lot of games in a row. Quintero's been out. Lost a couple a games game. at home, which they were not expecting. And, uh, that's, this is a big game for Minnesota. They cannot lose this game. Uh, Minnesota loses the game. Adrian Heath is definitely on the hot seat. Because of that, in Columbus's form, I'm going to take Minnesota 2-1. to one. Well, right. SKC hosts Vancouver. Another game that would have been really, really easy a couple of weeks ago. SKC has not been good. No, they have five guys injured. Uh, the, the last game setting against Decent, they had four guys on the bench. They don't even have a full bench. They are just decimated with injuries. They have the Champions League curse that Toronto had. You could say the Rebels have the same curse. Uh, some teams go to Champions League. They do not recover during MLS season, especially when injuries happen. Peter Vermes is a great coach, but six starters, five starters out. I mean, what, are you, what is he supposed to do? This is, a, this is another one of those rough games that's tough to watch. But Kansas City at home, I'm going to take that one nothing in this game. Absolutely good stuff. Now, DC United has a heck of a travel this week. First, they're going to Toronto to play in one of the hardest places to go. And then they're going to Houston. What's coming on here? Houston, D.C., it's a heck of a week for D.C., and they're going to either prove a lot or or get swept under the rug. D.C., what, what is your prediction here? I, I don't I, – again, Houston at home. I'm taking Houston as a game one nothing. Uh, I'm sorry, D.C. This is a rough – schedule is not, you know, MLS schedule to D.C. was not kind to them this week. No, no. So Toronto and Houston. I mean, come on, really. And you expect – you try to get points, but I don't, I don't see it happening this week. Houston's going to win this game one nothing. On Sunday, FC Dallas faces LAFC for a second straight time in the same week. This time, FC Dallas is home. Alex, do we have the same result? I'll be closer. Again, I'm expecting LAFC to win again. They're the class MLS right now. Bomber, bomber Bob Bradley, let me say that twice again, wearing his bomber coat. Coach of the team, the best team in the yeah, West, right? Uh, let's go with LAFC 2 1 in this game. Okay, now over to Orlando hosting Cincinnati. I don't know how you can say that with such enthusiasm, Bob. This is Orlando. I, I, I'm just excited for MLS soccer. This is. Let's this. go. When I say rough, this is what I mean by rough. This is. Wow. Orlando, 1-1, one, one, I'm going to go in this game. Okay, no one wins, and that includes yeah, the audience. That's that, yes, that's how you're supposed to do it. 1-1. Red, Red Bull hosts Atlanta. Wow. Uh, we'll be there. Big game. 
If Rebel did not win at Dallas, I thought Chris Orange's job was going to be on the line. The Boar's job was on the line. Now he's winning. Again, you know, four shutouts in a row. This is the second game in a week. Coming from Vancouver. I, I know he's not going to have the same squad of Vancouver as they are as a Red Bull. He might. Atlanta does play their players a lot in a row without rest. I don't know the status of Aaron Long's hamstring pull. He's probably going to be out. Bradley Phillips is probably out. Amro Tarek has stepped up and been good. I, 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 I'm, I'm weary of taking Atlanta on the road, but I, I'm going to have to do it. I'm taking Atlanta 2-1 in this game. Ooh, okay, okay. A lot of people can be mad about that pick. That I know for sure. Now, last game of the week, saving the eh for last, LA Galaxy hosts Colorado. Now, LA Galaxy has not been playing very well as of late. A lot of frustrations. We talked about that before. But Colorado... They are like the, the punching bag of MLS right now. Who's going to win this game? Is this a get-right game for the LA Galaxy in one Zlatan? Yeah, you would think so. I mean, this is not the game Colorado's going to win their first game of the year at LA. LA's ticked off. Zlatan's ticked off. Colorado just, they just gave up three goals a game, it seems like, every week. I don't see it making any difference. The Galaxy had win 3-1. Awesome. Now, we have four predictions by me and Alex. And for this one week, usually we kind of talk about it or I have no idea who Alex picked. So we're, we're going in blind lock of the week for me. It's Chicago over San Jose on Saturday. Chicago has been red hot. San Jose has been playing like San Jose. So Chicago over San Jose lock of the week. Alex, who's your lock of the week? The last game, LA galaxy versus Colorado. Colorado is not winning the first game year in LA. That's not happening. Absolutely. Another really great pick. Now, upset of the week. My upset of the pick of the week is DC over Houston in Houston. Now, I know you love Houston playing in Houston. But DC has been coming on strong. And I'm I'm just, I'm loving it. DC over Houston in Houston. Give me some Wayne Rooney playing in the heat. He's an old man. Who cares? He's going to score DC over Houston. Do you have an upset pick of the week, Alex? Yes, I do. I'm taking Vancouver over Atlanta. The first Ooh. of their two seven games. Yes, that was my, there's a couple upsets, but that's the one I'm really I'm going out on a limit. It seems like every game Vancouver plays is a trap game. Because they're not good. It's, it's the you, travel northwest. You to take them seriously. And plus the northwest, the travel, the coach is defensive-oriented. They play frustrating soccer up there. They play on that turf that's not exactly the best turf in the league. It's kind of rough. The ball bounces high. A little different than the turf that Atlanta uh, at the Mercedes-Benz Dome. Absolutely. Yeah, tough place to play. Let's go Vancouver in this game. One of the things I like the most about this podcast is we get to share it with people who might not see a lot of games anymore, who might not be MLS fans, but they're trying to get into it and they're watching with us. But once in a while, we need to steer our fans. We need to steer our listeners correct. We need to steer them in the right direction. And that means telling them games to avoid. My game to avoid is very easy. It's Orlando hosting Cincinnati. Woof. Tell your friends, just don't watch this game. They're going to get a bad taste in their mouth. Not something we want to watch. Alex, I know you have a really good game not worth watching. That is... Uh, Sporting Kansas City, uh, uh, Vancouver, that. And uh, that's just going to be a rough game to watch there. Which I don't even know if Sporting Kansas City is going to have 11 guys on the field in this game. Absolutely. It's going to be real tough. So, guys, stay clear of those games and watch these games instead because we also have our must-watch games. Okay, so my must-watch 
pick of the week going to be on Saturday as Philly hosts Seattle. A hot team that I hate against a hot team that I really like to watch. That's the game you should be watching instead. Alex, you have a must-watch pick of the week, and that is? Uh, Red Bull Atlanta. Uh, Let's see if Red Bull can get back on track. This is a big game for them. Atlanta's coming in hot. Coming in hot. Absolutely now. Going to be a really fun week of soccer. We'll be at that Red Bull game, hopefully in our new Red Bull sneakers, which are coming in. Adidas got a deal. They're sending their season ticket holders out. It's going to be a lot of fun this week. Last week was such an unpredictable mess. Let's all hope for some good MLS soccer this week, Alex. Yeah, it should be exciting. A lot of teams playing two two games one week. When that happens, fatigue happens, weird things happen. VAR is going to be involved. Penalty oh, you know it. It's, it's going to be a crazy week, no doubt about it again. Thanks for joining us, Alex. No problem. I can't wait to come back next week. Guys, have a good one.